The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Lots of people are still getting in touch on the WhatsApp number on 087 1400 106 about uh, whether we live in rugby countries. So this survey uh, by Energia, it was reported um, in several places today. I know I read it in the Examiner. 31% of people uh, are responding to it saying rugby, their favourite sport, and it beating out all other sports, Gaelic games, golf, and everything else to claim a top spot in the nation's heart, apparently. Anyway, one listener says When I moved to Ireland, one of the big advantages was moving to a country where I could support the local team and they might win. Ireland is great at rugby and should be proud. And by the way, rugby might be posh where you come from, but come down to Limerick or Cork or South Tip and you'll be watching the amateurs who play rugby on Saturday, having probably played soccer on Friday and they might be hurling or footballing on Sunday. Well, for what it's worth, where I am from, it is not necessarily posh. And actually, you see the exact same thing. So the Kilkenny Rugby Club are out in Fookstown and the same people who volunteer there most of them are volunteering in the local GA club or soccer club and they're playing other sports as well. And that is the way it should be. And we shouldn't have hang-ups over what sports that uh, people are uh, engaged with. Though you do mention Limerick and it gives me an opportunity to let you know that we're actually going to be broadcasting from Limerick on Friday from the new Rugby Experience Museum there from the very top of it, the top floor. Amazing views and an amazing facility as well for people who haven't been there. It is well worth a visit. We're going to be heading down there on Friday ahead of the uh, opening game of the World Cup on Saturday. Ireland playing uh, Romania at half past two Irish time. Uh, I think it's when that uh, game begins. So listen, we will return to the issue of rugby or rather stick with it for the moment because Rob Hartnett is with me in studio, Director of Sport for Business. David Kelly, the Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Independent, is on the line, as is Jason Byrne, a GA correspondent for the Irish Sun. Uh, David, I mean, these, these servers say great, aren't they? Because it, it gives people the opportunity to, to explain why their sport is better than somebody else's sport. Yeah, good, good, good evening, uh, Kieran. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just always find myself when these things come around and that landed with, with an almost crushing inevitability on Monday morning <laughs> to start the week. Uh, like, it, to, to, to my mind, it, it was like, the, the, for me, there's, the, there's one thing more dis, dis, disreputable than a person who, who, who claims so proudly and preens that they have no interest in sport as if it is something beneath them and not as worthy as a claim as high art like like literature or cinema or music. Um, and that is a person who who goes to great lengths to claim the fact that their sport is superior uh, than another sport, whether that's in a competitive uh, element or whether it's uh, more global or not, or whether it's more skillful or not, or more physical or not, or as you alluded to earlier, is, um, let's just say, it portrays a better class of person. I mean, I, I, I really think those sort of debates are... They actually smack more of the people, the respondents themselves, and their own insecurities and their own sense of feeling of inadequacy. And my, my, like, I mean, I've spent a day writing about Evan Ferguson, then interviewing Brian Biscoll. I'm currently engrossed in Ostapenko golf, and I'm just going to switch over to baseball later as England play New Zealand. I, I just, I, I, I to paraphrase. Um, Graham Linehan I, I, in Father Ted, it's an ecumenical matter for me. I, I, I love many sports. I, I also dislike a lot of sports, but I never feel the need to kind of go on social media uh, to to bray loudly mm. as other people are enjoying sports. I could name them, but then I'm just indulging in the same debate. But I never go on to sport and say, oh, this is so boring, um, these people going on about sport. I mean, I, I, yeah. I love... 
and a sports I love at I love at all times of the year. And then when when certain sports ramp up in terms of popularity, this being one, obviously, we have Cheltenham for horse racing, we have World Athletics, and 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 these people just kind of come out of the woodwork and say, oh, uh, you know, I, I can't stand athletics because it's full of doping, or I can't stand horse racing because horses aren't treat, treated well, etc. So I just find the whole thing tedious, to be honest with you. Do Do, do you think that there are? I mean, the percentage of people who who take jobs in in the rugby team losing is, is you know is greater than the percentage of people who 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 would take similar joy in the football team losing you know there's examples in in all sports amongst fans of of, of these kind of extreme idiots I think we might agree to call them that um but, but are, yeah, are, are, there your, there your words Karen. Are, are they, I, I do know what you were saying but but what I I could also say as well and I'll go back to my original point about you know uh, people who, who, who I suppose I don't know claim uh, there's there's, a, there's there's probably a silent majority. I mean, you know, they they they, they will reel out these figures breathlessly, whether it's RTE or Virgin Media. Mm. And listen, uh, more than yourselves uh, in Independent.ie, we ramp out figures about millions and hundreds of thousands of people looking at this and watching this and watching that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and Twitter followers for certain sports. It's, but in, in terms of say viewing figures, right? Let's take a very um, binary and possibly unscientific example, but hey, we're, it's an unscientific discussion. Mm. Um, if you see the viewing figures, okay, let's pick a number. Say a million may watch. Um, please, possibly not Ireland, Romania, but Ireland, Scotland, Ireland, South Africa yeah. in the quarterfinal, hopefully, and possibly even Ireland, Holland, and Ireland, France this week in soccer. Um, now, do a quick match there. How many people is that not watching it? Yeah, I know. That I'm, gl- I know I'm so glad you brought this up. I always think it every year in the toy show when people lose their minds talking about it. And I have to remind yeah. everyone, 80% of the population are doing something else. So, but, uh, and, and the 80% of the population aren't rushing to social media um, saying that I'm doing something that is so much far superior to what you're doing. And they're, or they're not berating the fact that other people are enjoying themselves. So, I mean, you know, maybe it's just I'm getting old and... I'm supposed to be getting more cynical, but possibly I'm getting less cynical. But you know, just 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 enjoy yourself as little as you think. And and if you if you're into your sport, you know, get into your sport. And like, there's not time enough to watch everything. But you know, you you can kind of just wallow in your own enjoyment. And this sort of Schadenfreude, as you mentioned earlier, to uh, Sinead and the gang about like you know people who who will. Who, who who will almost kind of take joy yeah. out of another team, whether it's a soccer team, whether it's a rugby team, whether it's the Dubs, whether it's Mayo. Um, I, I just don't, I don't understand that. It says, it says more about their character, I think, than yeah. the actual sport. They, they, they perceive to be, I don't know, somehow yeah. uh, inferior than, 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 than something. I, I don't know what the point yeah. they're making. Well, uh, I mentioned Rob Hartnett, who's with me in studio, the director of Sport for Business. Rob, I, like, I mean, I take it as, as a brand, like Irish rugby is hugely valuable, is it? It is, very much so. The, the revenues that it would have taken in last year from the international game, around about 43 million, from the club game, around about 22 million, in commercial revenue, about 12 million, according to the last annual report and accounts. And it's on a par pretty much with the GAA but it is a professional game. So the costs of that professional game mean that they have to generate more revenue. Um, Football and the FAI, they're at a slightly lower level, but the three of those 
all dwarf pretty much every other sport. Somebody once said to me that uh, we're a great nation that as soon as we see a bandwagon rolling into view, we're just desperate to jump on. And I think that's what happens when it comes to a Rugby World Cup or a Football World yeah. Cup or the GEA, the All-Irelands. Whatever it is in the moment, we then tend to really sort of get stuck into it. I know, I know. And, so, and often kind of describing people as bandwagoners is, is meant pejoratively. I'm not sure there's anything necessarily wrong with us as a country jumping on sporting bandwagons. I'd be absolutely to the forefront. It's much better crack than the alternative, which is that we ignore them. It is. And like sport is, you know, sport is something special. It lifts us out of ourselves. It is incredibly important up until the moment when it's actually not very important at all and real life crashes in again. But we need those kind of, uh, you know, escapes from reality. You talked about the commercial, like, you know, brands like Vodafone, like Energia, like Bank of Ireland that have invested heavily into rugby. The TV ads that we're going to see over the coming days from multiple brands, all of them attaching themselves to them, whether it's Tyg Furlong's dog called Spud or the Bank of Ireland's, you know, warn about about staying involved. There's there's an awful lot of investment of assets from sport into brand assets. Mm. And that's important. They don't do those things unless they do have an impact. Now, surveys about, you know, whether my sport is better than yours, you know, they tend to kind of pitch one against the other. Whereas in reality, people are much more universal, kind of Catholic in their tastes, probably to a greater extent than most other countries. You know, you would not have in England, you wouldn't have somebody who was going from Stamford Bridge to Twickenham. They just... There's no real connection between sport in other countries in the same way as there is here. So that you might have somebody who would be sitting in the Hogan stand, maybe not Hill 16, but that would be perfectly happy then to go along to the Aviva Stadium the following, uh, you know, the following day even or the following week. We saw the city come to life with college football coming over last weekend as well. There's, you know, there's an awful lot of sport to keep us yeah, occupied yeah. and keep us engaged. I remember quite a few times racing across town from an All-Ireland semi-final to get to the horse show. <laughs> In the, the RDS, whole show. And, and, and look, at, look at this weekend, you know, you've got a brilliant day's racing at Leopardstown yeah. and the racing. Then you've got the Aviva Stadium slotted into the middle of that. You could watch the Ireland-Romania game and you've got just got so much stuff going on. And the, the Irish Open Golf is taking place. Down and not to mention all well. those club matches that are happening when All-Ireland Finals should be happening. But anyway, um, uh, I'll tell you who's with us as well is Jason Byrne, the GA correspondent with the Irish Sun. So Jason, are, are you a, a proud bandwagoner? I'm not here, no. Um, definitely not. I've, I've, I, I actually don't feel any connection to rugby whatsoever, and I think that's kind of based on where I grew up in, in Killybegs and Donegal. Now it is changing there. Uh, it has changed drastically, like you know, since since I was growing up there in the the nineties and the early two thousands, and that's a good thing. But like, I feel zero connection to rugby or the Irish rugby team. You know, I'm I'm very indifferent towards the whole thing. So you, you, know, do, you, you don't kind of feel the, through the kind of just through osmosis and and the hype in the media, you don't find yourself kind of maybe you know against your better judgment or kind of contrary to your experience, getting interested. No, no, I, I like and and I never have like and I I think it's just down to where I grew up. Like it, it just it was totally out of sight, out of mind. You know, GA and soccer just ruled the roost. Like obviously, I work as a GA journalist now, but like I'm a season ticket holder with the Irish soccer team. I haven't missed a home game since I don't know when, and like you know. I'm far more worried about Evan Ferguson missing the next two soccer matches than I am about anything that remotely takes place with the rugby team. Like, and David made a lot of good points there, and you know he's he said he was writing about Evan Ferguson today. But like, 
you know, just just compare this to what the country was like in 2016 when the soccer team went to the European Championships. You know, I was in Ireland for the first couple of group games and then I went to France for the Italy match. And I just think the scale of that and the grip that that had in the nation is just so much more than what the Rugby World Cup is having. Now, personally speaking, like a lot of this is based on where I grew up, but like there still are huge parts of the country where people are indifferent towards rugby and that's fine and I know, I know it is changing in lots of parts of the country mm. and I can see it changing in Donegal and that is a good thing but I think a lot of that's down to good marketing as well as Rob touched on there as well Like, but you know like there probably is still a bit of elitism there when it comes to rugby like and I know a lot of people would disagree with that but I'd love to see where that survey was conducted I'd love to know what part of the country it was conducted in and you know, GA crowds were just through the roof, and just in terms of participation and interest, I, I think rugby's just way behind GA I, and soccer for me, in a way, personally speaking. Uh, David, can I go back to you before we wrap things up? Because Shane Coleman this morning, you know, is making the point that, um, you know, for for all the hype about the rugby, you don't see any bunting anywhere. You know, and he described it as kind of Ireland's number one armchair sport compared to to, to other sports. But I wonder, I mean, to a degree, is that because of expectation that, that you know there's a huge achievement maybe in the in the football team getting to a World Cup so it's already celebratory but you know the Irish team are, are by default already in a world they're going to play in a rugby World Cup there was the you know, qualification wasn't an issue it's only as you get further into it really you can kind of compare it maybe I, yeah I, 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 like I mean I, I don't think anybody regardless of their of their prejudices or even without prejudices even those who aren't into sport um couldn't deny that that when the country is in is involved in a soccer world cup um like most other countries on on the earth because soccer is a global truly global sport mm. that that it does uh envelop the entire nation and in, touching in, into the 32 counties as well as the Irish rugby team does during it during a soccer World Cup, um, but especially the 26. It, 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 there, there's no, there's nothing to compare to that, uh, and and sadly, uh, 02 was the last occasion of that. And as you rightly say, Ireland qualify for every World Cup in rugby by right, um, but they do not obviously in in, in soccer. But so, so I, I, I like I think that's you don't need a survey. That's not that that's, yeah. that's you don't need to quantify that with a survey. That is just. That is just a, a fact. Whether one is a one is a soccer man or a GA man or whatever, I mean that's that's a statement of fact. So um, yeah, I'm sure if Ireland got to a semi final and a final, there'd be a week between them both. And yeah, there will be it it it, it will be um, uh, uh, intoxicating for the country and hopefully so. And yeah. and you know the 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 old men and women shouting at clouds and and declaiming rugby as the privileged sport or whatever. I mean. You know, okay, they'll still have a voice and fair play to them, but I mean, I don't think, um, I, I don't think their their joylessness would be would be uh, will will find any any uh, release really uh, because nice. it's, it's a joyful thing, and that's what sport should be. And I, you know, as I said yeah. at the start, I, I don't, I, I don't really, I do really don't see the point of people. Um, getting getting angered by other sports. I mean, be tribalistic within your sport, but not against another. All right. Even Shane Coleman might have the bunting out. So if we get to a, a semi final, at least a final, maybe might be uh, Shane's <laughs> kind of uh, watermark. Anyway, uh, David, listen. Thanks for taking the time. David Kelly's chief sports writer with the Irish Independent. Rob Hartnett, director of sport for business. Rob, thanks a million for coming into studio. And Jason Byrne, GA correspondent with the Irish Sun. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.